0: Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and in your book were written every one of them. The days were formed for me. When I was yet, when there was, when, when as yet there was none of them, that leads me to truth point number one. And I have several truth points to offer today. Listen carefully. We can say that the Bible is not true and what it says about life is false. Do you realize friends, do you realize that we've been given the right by God to say that if we want to say that we can say that I can say, I don't believe the Bible. God's given me the right to make that decision for myself. He's given me the right to say, I don't believe what it says about life is true. But what we cannot say, what we have not been given the right to do, is to say that we believe the Bible is God's word, inerrant, infallible, authoritative, and then declare that it is a woman's right to end her pregnancy. Do you understand what I just said? I can say I don't believe if I want to say that. That's my right. But I cannot say I believe, and God's word is true, And it's inerrant and it's authoritative and it's infallible. Oh, but on the other side, it's a woman's right to end her pregnancy if she so chooses to do it. Those two just don't fit. They say in our culture that abortion is about women's rights. They say that a woman has rights with her body. May I say that I agree. A woman does have rights with her body. When it comes to the issue of sexual activity, for certain she has the right. To determine to be sexually active or to not be sexually active. And I believe that is her divine given right by God. But if in the course of being sexually active, a child is conceived within her, her rights concerning that pregnancy end where the child's right to life begins. And that leads me to the next truth point. Life conceived has a divine inalienable right to live. And the only one who has the right to govern over that life as to if it sustains or not is God himself. Jesus was conceived. Jesus was born. And we see that he actively lived the life that was given to him. A life that was given to him by God. Continuing in verse 40, we find Luke writing that Jesus became filled with wisdom. Did you know that wisdom is a byproduct of good learning? If we ask ourselves, what comes first, learning or wisdom, we must say that learning comes first. For learning is the foundation upon which wisdom is built. Now, I want to say that wisdom is more than the assimilation of facts. But without a certain basis of fact, there can be no wisdom. Let's define wisdom this morning. Wisdom is the ability to take truth and to make decisions and or take actions that are in keeping with divine instruction. That's Wisdom. Wisdom is when I take the learning that I am offered, that I am being given, and I learn how to make decisions and take life actions that are in keeping with divine instruction. When I do that, then I am acting wisely. Now, how did Jesus develop his wisdom? Don't fall for the temptation to say, well, he developed his wisdom because Jesus is God. Therefore, it came natural to him. Don't fall for that temptation because, listen... I don't question Jesus' divinity, but scripture clearly teaches us that Jesus laid aside the independent rights of divinity to become human. And we must remember that Jesus was fully human. He had to learn how to crawl. He had to learn how to walk. He had to learn how to talk. He had to learn how to feed himself. He had to learn to go potty. It's okay, you can chuckle. Try to imagine training the Son of God how to potty. He had never done that before in heaven. He didn't have a human body. But he had to learn that little simple thing. He had to learn how to interact with others just like every other human does. Truth point number three, in heaven. As the second person of the Trinity, Jesus was omniscient. Means all-knowing. However, as Jesus in the flesh, he had to learn everything that you and I have to learn. And I want you to think about learning this morning. And my question is, is it a right to learn? In asking that question, I'm asking this, is it God's will that children be taught is it God's will that children be mentored? Is it God's will that children be developed? Or, or could we say that it's okay with God that children be left in a state of ignorance? Proverbs 22, verse 6, addresses that question by saying this train up a child. It's not a, it's not a suggestion, it's, it's not a request. It's a statement of authority telling us what to do with children. Train up a child in the way that he or she should go. And even when they're old, they will not depart from it. Clearly, a command to invest knowledge in children is given by God's decree. But whose responsibility is it to invest that learning into children? No doubt in Nazareth, there were many who had a part in Jesus' development. But ultimately, it was Mary and Joseph that theirs was the primary responsibility to train up Jesus. Truth point number four, God has designed the relationship of father and mother to be the teachers, the investors, the developers of the children that God gives them. Others may come alongside Schools may come alongside, churches may come alongside, grandparents may come alongside, community members may come alongside, but the right that God has granted each child to learn, the responsibility for that right is laid upon the parents. Perhaps I'm preaching to the choir here. However, I have this check in my gut that says some in attendance today aren't part of the choir. So if you're not part of the choir, I guess I'm preaching to you. That it's not the school's responsibility, it's not the church's responsibility, it's not the grandparents' responsibility, it's not the community's responsibility, it is dad and mom's responsibility to be the primary investors in the children that they receive from God. And please understand that if you have children, they have been given to you by God. Hopefully the church comes alongside and enhances what you do. Hopefully the school system comes alongside and helps what you do. Hopefully coaches in the community where your little girl and little boy play ball and kick soccer balls around and learn dance and all the rest. Hopefully they come along and do some good things as well. But ultimately, mom and dad, it is your responsibility. And learning is a right. And you're the gatekeeper of that right. Finally, Luke goes on to say this about Jesus. that The favor of God was upon him. That is to say that Jesus grew to know God the Father in a human way. Now that's a tricky thought. Isn't Jesus God? Yes. But at the same time, he is his own independent person. And and then he laid aside the independent rights of his divinities and he became a man. So as a human, he had to learn about the Heavenly Father. He had to learn how to relate to him. And the scripture says that his relationship with the father prospered and matured. Again, let us not yield to the temptation to think that because Jesus is divine, his knowledge of God was automatic. Truth point number five, unlike any other child, unlike any other child, Jesus was sinless. But like any other child, he had to be introduced to the father. He had to be taught about the father. He had to exercise a relationship with the father. And the point that I make here today is this is that Jesus had the divine right to know His Heavenly Father, and I believe so does every other child in the world. The right of children, really of anyone, to know God is demonstrated to us in two ways. One is through creation, and the second is through the revelation of the Word of God, the Bible. Romans chapter 1, I'm not going to read it to you right now, but Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 32, speaks about the testimony of creation A testimony that creation makes to all mankind about God's person and power. Did you know that God has decreed? He has decreed that the things that exist around us, things like the sun, the moon, the stars, the trees, the animals, other people, that these things would speak to us about Him. And they do speak to us about Him. However, as we discover in Romans 1, because of our sin nature, men usually reject that revelation, and we have a tendency then to create our own alternative reality. But it still remains true that creation itself speaks to us of God's existence, of his power, of his person. But even more than creation, we're blessed to have a written record, a written revelation of all humanity doesn't. But God has put the ability to know him out there for public access. And that speaks to us that God wants us to know Him. Even from childhood, God has granted the knowledge of Himself be a right that each one of us have. Now, catch this if you would. Just because it's a right, just because the knowledge of God is a right, does not mean that it's easy or that it's automatic. In fact, there are several obstacles in this world that are constantly in play trying to keep us from being able to exercise and experience the right to know God. Not the least of which is Satan. Satan works very hard to blind the eyes of people. He works very hard to distract the minds of men and women, boys and girls. He does so many things in our world to try to pull us away from those things God has provided that we may know him. But let's not put all the blame on Satan. Let us also understand that each of us has our own personal sin nature. And our own personal sin nature desires self-knowledge more than the knowledge of God. And so there's many obstacles that are in play. But praise God, not, all is not lost. God has chosen to come into this world. He chose to come into this world in human form to bring real-time fleshly revelation of himself to us. As the Apostle Paul wrote to the Colossian believers, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. The greatest revelation of God there is is the person of Jesus Christ Himself, and He has brought that into our world that we may know. So, let me wrap up the message today with these thoughts. As a child, Jesus lived now, this is just from this very general statement that is made. Jesus lived the life that God granted Him to live, He had a right to it, and He lived it. He learned. He learned all the things that a child must learn so that they can grow up to become productive adults in the world. I believe that learning is a right that God has given, and Jesus exercised that right. And finally, Jesus communed with his heavenly Father. Yes, Jesus, the Son of God, grew in faith. He grew in ability to walk with the Father, step for step, as the Father intended. Now I ask, were these realities reserved for Jesus alone? Is the right to life, the right to learn, and the right to know God, was that just for Jesus and for nobody else? Or are they the Father's will for all children? And if life, learning, and knowing God are the Father's will for each child, does that not constitute a right that He has given to them? And what role do we play in that issue? Is it not our role to fight for life for every child? Is it not our role to fight for learning for every child, is it not our role to work to see that every child have the opportunity to know God? It is my prayer this morning that God's Holy Spirit will bear witness in each heart of these truths, revealing to us how that we can do our part as the Spirit leads us to do these things, to know, to demand, and to defend each child's right to life, to learning, and to knowing God. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Richmond Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.